section thirty six part two chapter three continued of the four horsemen of the apocalypse by vicente blasco ibanez this librivox recording is in the public domain in the square he saw the mayor and the principal inhabitants grouped together like the women they all stared in astonishment at the owner of the castle he was the most unexpected of apparitions while so many were fleeing toward paris this parisian had come to join them and share in their fate a smile of affection a look of sympathy began to appear on the rough bark-like countenances of the suspicious rustics for a long time desnoyers had been on bad terms with the entire village he had harshly insisted on his rights showing no tolerance in matters touching his property he had spoken many times of bringing suit against the mayor and sending half of the neighborhood to prison so his enemies had retaliated by treacherously invading his lands poaching in his hunting preserves and causing him great trouble with countersuits and involved claims his hatred of the community had even united him with the priest because he was on terms of permanent hostility with the mayor but his relations with the church turned out as fruitless as his struggles with the state the priest was a kindly old soul who bore a certain resemblance to renan and seemed interested only in getting alms for his poor out of don marcelo even carrying his good-natured boldness so far as to try to excuse the marauders on his property how remote these struggles of a few months ago now seemed to him the millionaire was greatly surprised to see the priest on leaving his house to enter the church greet the mayor as he passed with a friendly smile after long years of hostile silence they had met on the evening of august first at the foot of the church tower the bell was ringing the alarm announcing the mobilization to the men who were in the field and the two enemies had instinctively clasped hands all french this affectionate unanimity also came to meet the detested owner of the castle he had to exchange greetings first on one side then on the other grasping many a horny hand behind his back the people broke out into kindly excuses a good man with no fault except a little bad temper and in a few minutes m desnoyers was basking in the delightful atmosphere of popularity as the iron-willed old gentleman approached his castle he concluded that although the fatigue of the long walk was making his knees tremble the trip had been well worth while never had his park appeared to him so extensive and so majestic as in that summer twilight never so glistening white the swans that were gliding double over the quiet waters never so imposing the great groups of towers whose inverted images were repeated in the glassy green of the moats he felt eager to see at once the stables with their herds of animals then a brief glance showed him that the stalls were comparatively empty mobilization had carried off his best work horses the driving and riding horses also had disappeared those in charge of the grounds and the various stable boys were also in the army the warden a man upwards of fifty and consumptive was the only one of the personnel left at the castle with his wife and daughter he was keeping the mangers filled and from time to time was milking the neglected cows within the noble edifice he again congratulated himself on the adamantine will 
which had brought him thither how could he ever give up such riches he gloated over the paintings the crystals the draperies all bathed in gold by the splendor of the dying day and he felt more than proud to be their possessor this pride awakened in him an absurd impossible courage as though he were a gigantic being from another planet and all humanity merely an anthill that he could grind underfoot just let the enemy come he could hold his own against the whole lot then when his common sense brought him out of this heroic delirium he tried to calm himself with an equally illogical optimism they would not come he did not know why it was but his heart told him that they would not get that far he passed the following morning reconnoitring the artificial meadows that he had made behind the park lamenting their neglected condition due to the departure of the men trying himself to open the sluice gates so as to give some water to the pasture lands which were beginning to dry up the grapevines were extending their branches the length of their supports and the full bunches nearly ripe were beginning to show their triangular lusciousness among the leaves ay who would gather this abundant fruit by afternoon he noted an extraordinary amount of movement in the village georgette the warden's daughter brought the news that many enormous automobiles and soldiers french soldiers were beginning to pass through the main street in a little while a procession began filing past on the high road near the castle leading to the bridge over the marne this was composed of motor trucks open and closed that still had their old commercial signs under their covering of dust and spots of mud many of them displayed the names of business firms in paris others the names of provincial establishments with these industrial vehicles requisitioned by mobilization were others from the public service which produced in desnoyers the same effect as a familiar face in a throng of strangers on their upper parts were the names of their old routes madeleine bastille passibourne etc probably he had travelled many times in these very vehicles now shabby and aged by twenty days of intense activity with dented planks and twisted metal perforated like sieves but rattling crazily on some of the conveyances displayed white discs with a red cross in the centre others had certain letters and figures comprehensible only to those initiates in the secrets of military administration within these vehicles the only new and strong motors he saw soldiers many soldiers but all wounded with head and legs bandaged ashy faces made still more tragic by their growing beards feverish eyes looking fixedly ahead mouths so sadly immobile that they seemed carven by agonizing groans doctors and nurses were occupying various carriages in this convoy escorted by several platoons of horsemen and mingled with the slowly moving horses and automobiles were marching groups of foot-soldiers with cloaks unbuttoned or hanging from their shoulders like capes wounded men who were able to walk and joke and sing some with arms in splints across their breasts others with bandaged heads 
with clotted blood showing through the thin white strips the millionaire longed to do something for these brave fellows but he had hardly begun to distribute some bottles of wine and loaves of bread before a doctor interposed upbraiding him as though he had committed a crime his gifts might result fatally so he had to stand beside the road sad and helpless looking after the sorrowful convoy by nightfall the vehicles filled with the sick were no longer filing by he now saw hundreds of drays some hermetically sealed with the prudence that explosive material requires others with bundles and boxes that were sending out a stale odor of provisions then came great herds of cattle raising thick whirling clouds of dust in the narrow parts of the road prodded on by the sticks and yells of the shepherds and kepis his thoughts kept him wakeful all night this then was the retreat of which the people of paris were talking but in which many wished not to believe the retreat reaching even there and continuing its indefinite retirement since nobody knew what its end might be his optimism aroused a ridiculous hope perhaps this was only the retreat of the hospitals and stores which always follows an army the troops wishing to be rid of impedimenta were sending them forward by railway and highway that must be it so all through the night he interpreted the incessant bustle as the passing of vehicles filled with the wounded with munitions and eatables like those which had filed by in the afternoon toward morning he fell asleep through sheer weariness and when he awoke late in the day his first glance was toward the road he saw it filled with men and horses dragging some rolling objects but these men were carrying guns and were formed in battalions and regiments the animals were pulling the pieces of artillery it was an army it was the retreat desnoyers ran to the edge of the road to be more convinced of the truth alas they were regiments such as he had seen leaving the stations of paris but with what a very different aspect the blue cloaks were now ragged and yellowing garments the trousers faded to the color of a half-baked brick the shoes great cakes of mud the faces had a desperate expression with layers of dust and sweat in all their grooves and openings with beards of recent growth sharp as spikes with an air of great weariness showing the longing to drop down somewhere forever killing or dying but without going a step further they were tramping 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 some marches had lasted thirty hours at a stretch the enemy was on their tracks and the order was to go on and not to fight freeing themselves by their fleet-footedness from the involved movements of the invader the chiefs suspected the discouraged exhaustion of their men they might exact of them complete sacrifice of life but to order them to march day and night forever fleeing before the enemy when they did not consider themselves vanquished when they were animated by that ferocious wrath which is the mother of heroism their despairing expressions mutely sought the nearest officers the leaders even the colonel they simply could go no further such a long devastating march in such a few days and what for the superior officers who knew no more than their men seemed to be replying with their eyes as though they possessed a secret c 
courage one more effort this is going to come to an end very soon the vigorous beasts having no imagination were resisting less than the men but their aspect was deplorable how could these be the same strong horses with glossy coats that he had seen in paris processions at the beginning of the previous month a campaign of twenty days had aged and exhausted them their dull gaze seemed to be imploring pity they were weak and emaciated the outline of their skeleton so plainly apparent that it made their eyes look larger their harness as they moved showed the skin raw and bleeding yet they were pushing on with a mighty effort concentrating their last powers as though human demands were beyond their obscure instincts some could go no further and suddenly collapsed from the sheer fatigue desnoyers noticed that the artillerymen rapidly unharnessed them pushing them out of the road so as to leave the way open for the rest there lay the skeleton-like frames with stiffened legs and glassy eyes staring fixedly at the first flies already attracted by their miserable carrion the cannons painted gray the gun carriages the artillery equipment all that don marcelo had seen clean and shining with the enthusiastic friction that man has given to arms from remote epochs even more persistent than that which woman gives to household utensils were now dirty overlaid with the marks of endless use with the wreckage of unavoidable neglect the wheels were deformed with mud the metal darkened by the smoke of explosion the gray paint spotted with mossy dampness in the free spaces in this file in the parentheses opened between battery and regiment were sandwiched crowds of civilians miserable groups driven on by the invasion populations of entire towns that had disintegrated following the army in its retreat the approach of a new division would make them leave the road temporarily continuing their march in the adjoining fields then at the slightest opening in the troops they would again slip along the white and even surface of the highway they were mothers who were pushing handcarts heaped high with pyramids of furniture and tiny babies the sick who could hardly drag themselves along old men carried on the shoulders of their grandsons old women with little children clinging to their skirts a pitiful silent brood nobody now opposed the liberality of the owner of the castle his entire vintage seemed to be overflowing on the highway casks from the last grape-gathering were rolled out to the roadside and the soldiers filled the metal ladles hanging from their belts with a red stream then the bottled wine began making its appearance by order of date and was instantly lost in the river of men continually flowing by desnoyers observed with much satisfaction the effects of his munificence the smiles were reappearing on the despairing faces the french jest was leaping from row to row and on resuming their march the groups began to sing then he went to see the officers who in the village square were giving their horses a brief rest before rejoining their columns with perplexed countenances and heavy eyes they were talking among themselves about this retreat so incomprehensible to them all 
days before in guise they had routed their pursuers and yet now they were continually withdrawing in obedience to a severe and endless order we do not understand it they were saying we do not understand an ordered and methodical tide was dragging back these men who wanted to fight yet had to retreat all were suffering the same cruel doubt we do not understand end of section thirty six